Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Love Justice Podcast. My name is Tiara M. Tucker, and I am so excited to join you all as the host of this new podcast where we're going to focus on social justice and the people out there in the communities that are truly making an impact in the social justice world. So for today, I am so excited to welcome our special guest who is going to talk to us a little bit more about what his organization is working on, his efforts, and also to share how they are making a huge impact in the social justice space. So without further ado, help me welcome to the Love Justice Podcast, our guest, Mr. Mike Webb. Hi, everybody. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm real good, Tara. How are you? I am great. I can't complain. Um, really honored to have the opportunity to have you on the Love Justice podcast so that we can share with our audience, your audience, and even a new audience of people, all of the great work that you all are doing. Yeah. Well, I love justice myself, and so I'm, I'm happy to be here and appreciate uh, the invitation. Awesome. Thank you. So let's get started. Mike, the News Literacy Project. Tell everybody, what exactly is the News Literacy Project? (laughs) Well, the News Literacy Project is a nonpartisan nonprofit where we provide tools and resources to help people understand how to tell fact from fiction. So we provide different newsletters. We have a an online platform called Checkology that has a bunch of different lessons for you to to learn how newsrooms decisions are made and uh, bias in the news, understand conspiracy theories. But it's got 15 different lessons to really help people understand and appreciate the press, uh, the role of the press in a democracy and and just how how to recognize fact from fiction. We definitely need that. So what exactly is your role within the News Literacy Project? So I'm the Senior Vice President of Media and Marketing. And my role is to make sure that uh, we're reaching the people who who really want to learn how to to become news literate. So uh, I I, I work with our team to ensure that we're reaching out to the media and helping them tell our story, how we're working with educators and students. Uh, And then I also do some marketing campaigns so that we can reach people on the platforms where a lot of misinformation spreads. So we we do some advertising campaigns on places like uh, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, We're going to create our own TikTok channel here very soon that people can follow. So uh, we just want to reach as many people as possible and give them the ability to uh, to fight this information. Nice. So I love to hear about the journey of nonprofit organizations. You know, I love justice. We're a nonprofit organization, so we have a journey. So tell us a little bit about the journey of the News Literacy Project. Like, why did you all get started? When? <laughs> it's a good story, actually. Um, um, so there was a, uh, our founder uh, is named Alan C. Miller, and he was a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist for the Los Angeles Times. And Alan spoke to his daughter's fifth grade class uh, in 2007 or eight, uh, 2007, I believe. And he just talked about what he did as a journalist. And the students were fascinated by it. Uh, and they appreciated it so much. And they sent him uh, just a ton of thank you letters. And as he was reading them, he really began to realize 
that these young people weren't fully equipped to appreciate the how how the news business worked and how information came and whether it was reliable or not. So he got the idea to to found the News Literacy Project, and he started us up in 2008. Uh, we have steadily grown since then. Uh, so we're staff of 40 now. And um, we've been going for 14 years. And um, I, I, I think the a real pivotal moment for us came in 2016 when uh, the election came and the Russians were meddling in it and really trying to influence the outcome. And I think people realize there's a real need uh, for people to understand what's true and what's false and how you're being manipulated online. So I think when that happened, there was a lot more attention that started to be paid to media literacy uh, and the work that we do. And I think it's really started to make a difference. Wow. It sounds like it. And congratulations on almost 15 years, which is a huge milestone for a nonprofit organization. And I love hearing the backstory because Every organization has a backstory, the why, and the why is usually centered around passion and a problem and, and purpose, obviously. Exactly. So, exactly. What? Every superhero has an origin story. And, you know, I what I what I really credit Alan with is he's he just he was so far ahead of the game. He saw the need for this uh, long before it became obvious to everybody else. Nice. So. I know you all have tons of accomplishments, right? But what would you consider to be the biggest accomplishment thus far? I, it's probably the Checkology uh, platform that we have. It, it took a long time to develop. Uh, we tested it out in different classrooms. Uh, but it, it's uh, the platform where we have all the different lessons uh, that really walk students through the different steps to help recognize different types of information, understanding bias in the media. Um, but we're, we're, we're really proud that we have a diverse array of journalists who lead these lessons and they really help foster an appreciation for the, for the role of a press in a, in a, in a democracy. So I, I hope I'm not being too repetitive, but I just, you know, I, I, I think this platform is free and I think it's just so great because you can go through it at your own pace. It's easy for educators to use. They can uh, uh, assign different lessons uh, and have the students work at their own pace. So it's been a real game changer and it's allowed us to, to reach students in all 50 states and even 120 different countries across the world, around the world. Wow, impressive. And I have the address here. And for those of you listening on listening via the podcast, it's newslit.org. You can go and check it out. And anything exciting or anything that you want to uh, at least uh, make sure people are aware of when they go to the site? Um, I think the, the, the probably the most important thing is to just understand where you're coming from. So if you're an educator and you want to learn a little bit more about how you can teach news literacy, uh, you go to the educator page. Uh, it's called Newslit Nation, and you can sign up to become a member of community of other educators and get ideas from them on how they're teaching news literacy or how it's working. And then the other aspect is if you're a member of the general public and you just want to 
understand, you know, you saw George Clooney wearing a shirt saying something negative about a politician. You and you're you're wondering if it's true. Well, you can come to our website. You go to uh, our everyone section and you'll see uh, a bunch of different tools that'll help people. So everything from our podcast called Is That a Fact to different newsletters that we send out during the, the school year. Uh, to the Checkology lessons that I referenced, and and there's so much more. We also have an app called Informable that helps you sort of understand uh, the different types of information like advertising and opinion and actual news. So uh, lots of resources available there. It sounds like it. So make sure you all check out newslit.org. And so for the busy people out there who they really want to go on the site, but they don't have time, can you give us like one or two tips as we're out there fact checking the news? What's something that we just might want to keep in mind, especially as we get closer to the big elections? Well, the, the biggest thing is to check your emotions. When you see something online that makes you angry or makes you laugh or or makes you hopeful, anything that stirs your emotions, that's when you need to put the brakes on and go, OK, wait a minute. Is this is this legit? Is it real? And, and the best advice I offer is just, it's called lateral reading, but it really is just open up another browser and check the information. So uh, like that example with George Clooney, it's very common that people will uh, manipulate a, a, a t-shirt. So it'll say one thing, but they change it. Uh, and all you have to do is, is look for a fact-checking site. You could do a reverse image search so you could check and see the original image versus the one that may have been manipulated. Uh, but simple things like that will help you verify information. Very nice. Now, that's a good tip. So, Mike, tell us what is on the horizon for News Literacy Project? What can we expect? What are you all excited about over there? Well, uh, two things. One is the, uh, the the midterm elections. We know there's going to be a lot of misinformation surrounding that. So we're going to launch a campaign where we help people uh, understand the different types of misinformation uh, that, that circulates. There'll be a PSA. We're hoping to have some videos from experts who can share examples. Um, we, we will update some of our podcasts so that people uh, can can hear, uh, you know, and get some other ideas about fighting misinformation. And then the other thing that we're excited about is this fall, we're going to launch a brand new platform. Uh, it's a civic engagement platform. Uh, we're still working on the name for it, but it's going to launch right around Labor Day. And it's going to be uh, a site that really helps people uh, join the movement to, to push back against misinformation. We want to empower people to uh, recognize misinformation and stop it in its tracks. So we're going to help people share some of the fact checks that uh, we've linked to. We're going to help people uh, just learn those those basic news literacy skills that I mentioned so that they're able to protect themselves from misleading information and be empowered to make really smart choices. Yes, I love it. I feel like we need to put on a cape and we're like the, the <laughs> champions of misinformation. So I love what you all are doing. Mike, it has been a pleasure. So as we get ready to wrap up today's conversation, any final words from you, anything that you would like to share uh, with our audiences? 
Yeah, I think the most important thing is just make sure that um, um, the information you share, make sure it's true and correct. You know, we all fall for it. I, I've there have been videos that have come up that I've seen and I got upset about. And, I, you know, once I stepped back, I was like, oh, that's fake. That's not real. Uh, so just just, you know, take your time. Don't be in a rush to share something. Check it, make sure it's correct, and and that way we'll all have a future uh, that's founded on facts. I love it. Simply stated. And again, if people want to learn more, they can go to the website newslit.org and the social media. I'm sure you're in marketing, so I know the social media uh, <laughs> platform is, is going live and it's hot, right? Oh, yeah. You know, I forgot to say, uh, you can follow us on basically all the social media platforms at Newslit Project. Wonderful. Again, thank you so much. And for everybody listening in on this episode of the Love Justice Podcast, we have with us Mr. Mike representing the News Literacy Project. Make sure you check out the News Literacy Project. They are also featured on lovejustice.com so you can learn more about them there as well. So Mike, thank you. We look forward to working with you all and thank you for keeping everybody honest out there. Hey, Tierra, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. All righty. Well, there you have it. An edition of the Love Justice podcast featuring the News Literacy Project. We are so excited to bring to you all even more organizations that are out there making a difference in the social justice world. So stay tuned for more episodes. Thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful day.